Welcome back to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. One Democratic representative has filed a bill that would protect victims of spousal abuse. Vehicle dependability ratings are going down almost entirely across the board. We'll find out what's troubling drivers from our car expert, David Finkelstein. And the beginning of the new year brings economic change. University of Missouri economist Joe Hoslog joins Marshall Griffin to discuss the latest trends. I guess kind of fill us in in general about uh, this, the latest GDP numbers. Yeah, the uh, uh, the U.S. economy is uh, uh, is surprising. It surprised many people um, when we saw the uptick in inflation about a year and a half ago, and the Federal Reserve began tightening to try to. Uh, mitigate those uh, those inflation rates to lower them. Um, there were a large number of uh, talking heads and pundits and experts who were assured that we were going to go into recession in 2023, and it just never materialized. In fact, at the at the national level, uh, economic growth for the year was about two and a half percent, which is not even close to negative. So, uh, so yeah, I think we what we've what we've witnessed over the last year is. Look, I, I would attribute this mostly to uh, to productivity gains that we're seeing in uh, uh, in a broad set of areas. Uh, I think people are excited to see how this uh, artificial intelligence, how AI, is going to uh, is going to be utilized by people, making them more productive in their workplace. Uh, but I also think that um, I think there's a disconnect uh, between. The idea that we're just going to move along what uh, many students in principles of economics courses were taught that there's a Phillips curve. And so in order to get inflation down, you have to have the unemployment rate go up. I don't think that that theory has uh, has held out uh, to any uh, recognizable feature, certainly during this business cycle expansion. And uh, I think it's a lot more complicated economy than that. And I think we're reaping the, the benefits of of that depth and breadth of, uh, of, of economic uh, incentives and, and all the forces that go there at work uh, in producing a final number we call GDP. The general layman may see this report here that the economy is doing well, but they're saying, well, inflation's still high. I, I'm still paying way too much for groceries, way too much for gasoline. How can the economy get, be getting better? Well, so there are two things that are going on there. Prices are high, right? The inflation rate has come down, but that rate, the inflation rate is the rate of change in a price. It's not the price level. So prices have not been coming down. They're just increasing at a uh, about a third of the rate that they were compared at, at the peak um, in twenty twenty early 2023. So, right, we peaked at 9% inflation. Now it seems to be somewhere around 3%. We hit a little bump in the road. It didn't fall as much as people expected last week in the reports and and we're seeing some activity in the financial markets that reflect that the the response to that bumpiness most of us would have predicted that it was going to be a bumpy ride down uh in fact it's kind of amazing how smooth it's been coming down uh, in my own portrayal of what's going on so so yeah prices are we're not seeing any price declines i don't know when when that's going to happen in fact the long run goal is to get inflation to around 2%, uh, somewhere between zero and 2%. That's still price increases, although most people sort of perceive them to be price increases that don't affect their day-to-day behavior. But current prices are still showing up on people's radar, and, and rightfully so, they, they are not coming down. Is there a point to where the economy would improve 
uh, over a long range period to where inflation itself uh, that the everyday person uh, would notice being down or a point where prices would actually start to come down in some of the uh, the day-to-day purchases that people make? We have not seen sort of large-scale deflation in the U.S. Uh, uh, for a long time, but I would say that much of the past couple of decades, uh, we've had the Great Recession that started in late 2007, early 2008. Uh, we had the COVID recession. Uh, we had a long, kind of a slow expansion after the at the end of the Great Recession during uh, the Obama administration. But what I would say is that we've had a couple of decades where inflation has not been factored in uh, to people's everyday decision making. So there was kind of a Goldilocks period, despite I'm not trying to mitigate the, the business cycle fluctuations that we observed over the past couple of decades. But what I am saying is inflation wasn't really part of the calculus. Now, talking to any monetary economist or any macroeconomist uh, in the world, they're going to say just because inflation was low for a couple of decades doesn't mean that we weren't vigilant with respect to it. Um, inflation is like a genie out of a bottle. It doesn't take much to get started. And you have to be wary that it's uh, once it's out, it's, it's a difficult thing to try to get down. You're listening to Show Me Today. This is Marshall Griffin. We're speaking with Joe Haslag. He's a professor of economics at the University of Missouri in Columbia. So how is Missouri specifically faring economically, especially in light of this um, this last quarter report that shows uh, an improvement in the overall economy? Is Missouri a part of that improvement? The average annual growth rate uh during 2023 for Missouri was a little bit slower than the U.S., 2%. Uh, the U.S. was at 2.5%. Employment has increased over the uh, uh, over the last year, uh, but only at about a 1.6% rate in Missouri. There have been a few sectors um, that have been quite strong, mining and logging, education and health services, leisure and hospitality. Um, so the services, some of the services have been doing sort of okay, uh, but we have not seen sort of the, the things that we think are, are primary engines of growth. We're not seeing a lot of high tech or, or uh, information-based uh, economic or uh, sectors that are, that are growing very rapidly in the state. So um, Missouri's just sort of had a, about a three-decade period where Whatever's been going on in the U.S. in terms of improvement, Missouri has been improving but lagging behind in that improvement. So our average annual growth rate has been somewhere uh, among the 50 states, uh, somewhere around 45th to uh, 48, depending on when you measure um, in terms of our growth rate. So we're, we're lagging, no doubt. Is there any projected growth for Missouri based on, I guess, the current uh, business and industry base that Missouri has? Oh, I think there's still projected growth, uh, but I don't think it's at uh, I don't think it's at the same rate as, as what we're seeing nationally. I, it, there's not uh, we haven't seen this confluence yet of of events that uh, in which Missouri is somehow going to break out of a pack. So I think um, uh, I think that. Over the past couple of decades, I think we've recognized that Missouri has been growing slower relative to the rest of the country. I think that there are well-intentioned politicians who are trying to subsidize certain industries to try to get them to grow, and, and those subsidies are being utilized, but it's not showing up in in sort of fundamental strengths that uh, 
we don't have a Silicon Valley. We don't have a Route 128 in Massachusetts. We don't have um, kind of the building blocks of of, uh, of a strong uh, base for for economic growth that would really cause this state to to take off. But I do see things improving. I think we're just going to kind of muddle along compared to the rest of the nation, though. What are some of those areas that you say some lawmakers are trying to trying to build up? One thing is, for example, uh, at a broad level, one thing is we've seen some lowering of the tax rates in the state across time. Um, research that I did with a colleague here um, a few years ago were showing that uh, those tax rate cuts, while the, t- the top rate was at 6%, the average marginal tax rate, so for the typical Missourian right in the middle of, of uh, uh, not at the high end of the income distribution, not at the low end, that person for every $100 that they paid was on average paying about $3.60 in extra Missouri taxes. So our tax rate was already about 3.6% before these recent tax cuts. So we didn't see as much of a bump in terms of the reduction in the marginal tax rates uh, as one would have thought when rates went from 6% down to 4.5%, for example. Um, so that was one thing that was not a kind of industrial policy, I'd say. But there have been other subsidies for uh, companies that are coming in that, that are identified as sort of high tech, which is a broad measure. Uh, they're both at the state level and at the local level. Uh, to try to induce them to come here. But I don't know how familiar your your listeners are to what happened in Columbia, say about, a, I think it was eight or 10 years ago when IBM was supposed to open a center here. And they did, and they were supposed to employ about 800 people. And I don't think they ever employed more than a couple of hundred. Um, and then they shut the system down after the subsidy was exhausted. So um, business people, I don't think they found... Um, I don't think that we we are turning out kind of the basic uh, research and development that would spark a lot of of uh, high tech industries to to locate here and to sort of benefit from the spillovers of being close to people who are on the frontier of understanding uh, making technological breakthroughs. And that was University of Missouri economics professor Joe Haslack. If you're tuning in late and want to hear more, subscribe to Show Me Today on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.